1: Hello everyone it's Louis from Charlton Live here as is the uncertain nature of transfer deadline day since we've come off air at 8pm from the live show Richard Corley from the South London Press who you'll hear from in the podcast has now tweeted that Charlton striker Lee Novak may be joining Scunthorpe United on a permanent deal so as of the time of the podcast being released that hasn't been confirmed but that's what it seems like that Richard Corley is tweeting so it's even all changed from when we recorded our interview with him at about 7 o'clock. I hope you enjoy the show it's already out of date.
2: From the home of time.
3: It is now quite a day for local sport from
4: your local team.
2: This is Charlton (laughs) Live.
1: So very good evening to you and welcome to Charlton Live. This is the Big Match Preview here on Maritime Radio. My name is Louis Mendes. Joining me in the studio for our transfer deadline day special is uh, Mr. Tom Wallin. How Tom? Yeah, good, thank you, Louis. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad, not You're too good. bad. Uh, uh excited of course by all the action here on transfer deadline day i, get, uh, I think we've sent brandon Hanlon out on loan <laughs> yeah
5: a few announcements <laughs> to make yeah <laughs> exciting times yeah
1: uh, also uh, joining us uh, in on the phone tonight we're going to hear from the south london press uh, sports editor richard corley is going to tell us what, what he knows he's the one in the know isn't he uh, mm-hmm. better than us uh, so we're, we're going to speak to him in a few moments time of course we're going to look back at uh uh, Tuesday's game against Crawley. Hearing from uh, George Lapsu, who got his first ever goal for the club on his debut, and Taylor Maloney, he also made his debut. And then we'll look ahead to Saturday's game up up Oldham. But right, I think first things first. Since I've already got him uh, waiting on the phone, hopefully this is going to work. Richard Crawley from the uh, from the South London Press. How are you doing? I'm well,
6: very well, Louis. How about yourself?
1: Yeah, not too bad. Now we've uh, we've come to you because, uh, as everyone knows, you're the uh, you're the man in the know in South London. Um, uh, no pressure. Yeah, yeah. so um, I guess uh, the first thing the fans want to know is, is there any whispers? Is there any sort of grain of hope that they can cling on to? Is, is there anything going to come in at Charlton tonight? I
6: think the, the, the sort of word that I heard earlier in the week was if there was anything coming in, it could potentially be a, a sort of youngish striker maybe on loan, uh, which would I guess would mean a, a sort of Premier League club, really, to provide a bit of, bit of backup. Um, so that was kind of the talk earlier in the week. Today, it all sounded that it might be unlikely there would be any activity incoming. Um, so, I think uh, unless you have got a dramatic mover out, which I'm not aware at the moment there is, um, I think it would. I think it would be unlikely. I mean, the one that I thought uh, could move uh, was was Lee Novak. Uh, I think certainly, obviously, if that happened, it would change in terms of the, the personnel coming in because there's no way you could let. Um, Someone like Lee go out and not bring in a, a, an experienced sort of striker. So I think they've tried a little bit, as, as I think you're probably aware, you know, if you look at Carl's comments um, about some of the players and the kind of fees they've been quoted. I mean, uh, at Crawley on uh, Tuesday, uh, he seemed to indicate that there would be money there uh, to maybe go bigger in, in, in January if, if Charlton are challenging. But equally, Carl had said not that long ago that. They've put in substantial bids for players now, so um, at the moment it looks like they can't quite get it there. I, I get the feeling that probably the budget is is kind of maxed out. I mean, there've been some quite high-profile signings this summer as well, uh, or, 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 or players that aren't going to be cheap to sign. When you look at Ben Reeves, Mark Marshall, uh, and some of the other boys that have come through as well, like Billy Clark. So uh, you know, all those all those are going to add to the wage bill, even though there have been a couple of sort of big big-name departures or big earners going out the door.
1: But do you get the impression that yeah, you know, with the likes of uh George Teshera leaving it and Tony, what do you do you think that Charlton have overall probably reduced their wage bill this summer or do you think do you think it's similar to what it was with these new signings that are coming in?
6: Yeah, I, I think I think probably uh they might have trimmed a bit off of it, you would you would have thought. But then equally, you know, if you look at Mark Marshall, free transfer from Bradford, uh one of the outstanding players in League One last year. He's not going to come completely, he's not going to be cheap to sign, but obviously when you look at George Teixeira and people like Christian Chabalos and, and Tony Watt, they were all signed during, during his time in the championship. So you would think that would dictate that they would be on, on higher salaries. I mean, there's a lot of speculation about what George Teixeira was earning. I don't think anyone ever knew exactly how much it was, but he obviously was significantly above uh, the rest of the squad. So I think they might have trimmed it back. I mean, uh, Carl himself, when I sat down with him before the season started, was, 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 I think, probably keen to point out that in terms of net spend on transfer fees, um, he'd spent less than Russell Slade the the previous um, summer. So um, I think probably they have trimmed it a bit. But I think they've done, to be fair, overall, I think they've done a good job. I think the last last couple of seasons with British managers and with a policy of signing homegrown players, I think the squad window to window has kind of begun to take shape more. And I think now you see very much a sort of squad that's more suited to play in the way that Carl Robinson wants to play. So I definitely think that they've still, there's still obviously got to be a little bit careful with, with, with some of the, the spending. I mean, the one that I think a lot of people thought would go uh, was, was Esri Konza. But as things stand, I don't think perhaps he's playing enough He hasn't played enough regularly so far this season that I think a Premier League club would perhaps take him at this juncture because I guess even if you're a Premier League club and he's playing week in, week out for Charlton, he probably goes into more of a a sort of development situation at a club rather than straight in. So, unless I'm proven wrong, I don't necessarily... I I don't think there's going to be anything seriously dramatic today.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, in, in terms of the last probably two or three weeks now carl has been talking about a hope to get a, another striker and it, lo- it looks like it's probably not going to happen now but I mean yeah, has he come close on any I mean a lot of fans talk about Will Grigg and you yourself talk, uh, spoke about Matty Taylor from Bristol City I mean do, do you think we got close to getting any of those those sort of people <sighs> over the line? I don't
6: know whether you got close I think what I would say is Will Grigg's been someone that's been on the radar for a while I mean I've mentioned it on our website and in the paper you know we um, there was an inquiry in January for Will Grigg I think around that time Wigan said, um, "Well, he's not for sale, but we quite like Josh McGuinness. So, and I think Charlton at that time said, "No, we're not prepared to do that." You know, we're not prepared to do that deal. So, there is a long-standing interest in Greg. I mean, the thing is, if you look at him, uh, I think he, I'm right in saying he's, um he, his contract at the moment runs until the summer. Now, there might be an option. Clubs do have options quite often on players to extend, but. You know, at the moment, his value is decreasing uh, as he goes along. So it could well be that the Charlton just don't feel basically go big on a player in that situation. I mean, another player that was mentioned to me um, a while back um, was, was Matty Taylor um, at Bristol City. Who, of what I've seen of him, I think he would have actually been a uh, you know, a a really good addition when you consider the way he played for Bristol Rovers before he moved across the city uh, to their sort of arch-rivals. But I think the indications there when I asked Carl about that was he said he's he's definitely one we like, but Bristol City are saying he's not available. Now, I suppose it's how high you would go if that is the player you want. Um, How high do you go to kind of make Bristol City change their mind um, about selling? I mean, the problem is there's so much money now in the Championship, you know. uh, If you look at the spending of so many clubs, um, you know, they is just, it's, it's the, 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 the money is filtering down in terms of the costs for everything. Um, and uh, I think that also relates to players' wages. I mean, uh, some of the deals I've been sort of hearing and you hear some wages mentioned, there's players going for sort of 20, 20K, 20, 25K is, is almost an average wage hmm. at the moment in the Premier League for a lot of teams. Not all, but for quite a lot. So it gives you a bit of an idea of if you're looking for a player higher up, it's a bit like with the Premier League. It becomes probably a little bit more difficult to do again.
1: And in terms of... Uh, I think when we spoke to Carl on Tuesday, he did mention that he thought he'd have a busy couple of days. And he also said... I think he said something along the lines of... In, in terms of keeping players. I mean, was it, was it Esri Konza? Do you think the one he was referring to then? And if so, do you know if we've had any bids in for him? Yeah,
6: I don't... I, 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 there's definitely been bids, uh, I think, even earlier this summer. And uh, I think there's also been... I mean, there was interest last year, which I think the club turned down in the January window. So um, I think there was interest as as things gone along. I'm not sure whether Carl is kind of second-guessing whether there might be someone that came in for, for Esri or whether there's there's other players there that he feels might catch the eye. Um, I mean, obviously, with with most of the boys, I, I think, beyond that, most of them are contracted. Ricky Holmes has signed that new deal, so obviously obviously um, Josh McGinnis. So that kind of takes that... Um, I would say, largely out of the equation unless you've got some kind of ridiculous offer. So, I think probably, I don't know, I I mean, with Carl, obviously, he's, um, at times, I think he's quite cute with what he says because I think he'll kind of talk about things and he doesn't always give a huge amount away. Um, So, I'm not necessarily sure that there was ever an expectation there would be somebody that they'd be sending off offers for. But, uh, you know, with the team starting well, maybe he just felt there could be something that came in from somewhere that, there wasn't
1: maybe being predicted. Yeah, so I guess if you're gonna if you're gonna look at the, the summer as a whole, and obviously, uh, you know the the guys within the studio here, we we watch them week in week out. You see them most weeks. Um, started on a more stable footing this year than they did last year. But overall, how how do you rate Charlton's summer business?
6: Yeah, I think it's been fairly decent. I mean, um, the player that I liked straight away when I came along the other week and saw him play was Billy Clark. who was absolutely sort of brilliant in the. In the Northampton game, um, just a, such a natural footballer—the way he collected passes. Yeah, you know, when the ball came to him, the way you know he took the first touch and moved the ball. Awareness of passing. I mean, if you had his kind of football brain and Tariq Fosu's pace and ability to break, uh, you'd have a hell of a player. I mean, Carl had said. Carl Robinson has said in the summer to me, "You don't get at League One level. You don't get a player that's got every facet of the game because." They would be a Premier League footballer, or they'd be in the Championship. Um, I mean, if Tariq can get that side of it, he's got so many natural attributes that, that make him look a good, that make him look a good addition. I mean, Jader Silva, you know, obviously we know what he's all about. Um, I think there's been, I think there's been some good business done. Obviously, keeping Ricky for me was absolutely essential. I mean, in a very uh, run-of-the-mill season last year, he he really, really stood out and. Again this year, the energy he has—I think he'd be so so difficult for for Charlton to replace. And Mark Marshall, I saw a bit of last season. Um, he did quite—you know—he did well in the playoff final against Millwall in the first half, and then got a bit nullified. So we haven't I, obviously a lot of them haven't seen too much of him because of the injury he got. Um, but yet yeah, again, I I just think it's kind of sensible business, and I think coupled with that, you know, there's been new deals for a couple of players that. Um, you know, maybe in the past would have gone. I think Ricky Holmes a couple of years ago probably would have gone. Josh McGuinness you know, yet again you, you you sort of think back. I think um I think the club have kind of definitely shifted, um in terms of what they're doing, especially when you look at the amount of home like players at a UK base that are that are coming in. Um and obviously Cash coming back's a huge a huge boost as because well We all saw before he got injured how good he was in the championship, so there's no reason to think at the moment. Touchwood, if his injuries don't come back, that he can he can carry on. Um, And and Ben Amos seems to have done well as well. You know, I know there was a little bit of, uh, you know, the the reaction was was a bit low key because he perhaps wasn't perceived as playing particularly well at, at Bolton. But so far this season, he seems to have you know, come up with some real big moments and, and, and sort of, particularly in the Northampton game, which I was at, he made some really important saves in that one at key moments. So I think they're, I think they're looking in pretty good shape. I think in an ideal world, you probably would want that other striker in there. I mean, if if, if Josh McGuinness were to get injured or Lee Novak not available, you haven't got a natural big man. And I mean, we saw Hackett Fairchild play in midweek. But it looks to me, just on that one showing, Maybe it could be a little bit early to be sort of relying on him. So, I think apart from that, they've done a, they've done a pretty good job, especially with shaping a squad and getting a, you know a couple of players out that weren't really going to be part of Carl's plans.
1: Yeah, I guess I think the striker thing is probably going to be the sticking point for most fans. But I mean, Carl has mentioned you know goals are the way his team's set up now. Goals are designed to come from around the team, especially the midfield. Uh, and, and we've seen that so far, I think, this season. Right, finally, Rich, obviously is transfer deadline down. It might not necessarily be for Charlton, but uh, do you have to stay up late tonight to, to deal with all your other clubs as well? Uh,
6: yeah, it's just enough to stay up and, and do the other bits and pieces. So, um, obviously the deadline doesn't fall well for us for the paper because we, we you know, went to press today at about 4 o'clock, a little bit later deadline, but it doesn't really help us because most of the deals are done later. Um, so... Obviously, we've got a plug on our back page to check out the website for any sort of deals that are done. So, yeah, it's going to be staying up to the bitter, bitter end. Uh, And, uh, you know, with Crystal Palace, it looks like they'll probably probably be the club that might might push me nearest to the deadline. But uh, maybe Charlton will spring a surprise out there. But I don't... At the moment, it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case, as we talk now. But, um, yeah... You never know, do you? I mean, there's there's clubs that panic. I think it's quite late to get deals moving. Uh, it's a little bit easier, I think, lower down the league you go because in the Premier League, obviously, there's so much money at stake on a transfer. It is a, a very, very big financial outlay. And I'm not saying it's insignificant in League
1: One or the Championship, but it's perhaps a little bit easier to do those deals at the last minute. Yeah, right. Well, Rich, I'm going I'm to love you and leave you. Uh, thanks for joining us here on Charlton Live tonight to, to give us your, your infinite wisdom. <laughs>
6: Pleasure, <laughs> mate, alright. Cheers, care.
1: See, you. see you later, bye bye.
6: See you later,
3: bye. Johnny Jackson! It's in! Yes! Johnny
1: Jackson! Get Charlton Live. So welcome back to Charlton Live. That was the South London Press Sports Editor, Richard Corley, joining us exclusively here on Charlton Live to give us, like I said, he's, uh, his knowledge, he's, uh, he's always the man in the know, really, he's the one to go for. Uh, and uh, But it does, sound, it does sound like not going to be much more done, Tom. What would, I mean, how how'd you sum up the, the window as a whole?
5: Um, the window as a whole, very, very, very good. Um, we've made some excellent sign-ins, and I think Rich kind of reminded me there I thought your first question was going to be how do you feel today and today I feel frustrated because I did want that extra striker but when you look at the uh, the window as a whole um, we have brought in some big names for this level we've brought in some good solid British talent um, Rich reminded me that we've obviously got those new contracts for big players like Josh and, and Ricky who we've then managed to obviously retain um, we've retained people like Konza um, we've freed up a lot of the wage budget uh, or just the money in general by getting rid of some of the bigger earners and the players that had barely touched the first team. Um, you've got to remember we did make a loss, obviously posted a loss last year, so that's got to be taken into account. So I think overall in the summer, you look at it and you think, do you know what, we've actually done very well. Um, you also got to remember that where we finished last year, if we are going to finish in the top six this year, it's a big step up to make. So. It's not going to be an easy thing to do despite the early season positivity. The the one frustrating thing, and all fans are going to feel the same today, is that we haven't got that other striker over the line because that was one area we really did think we needed to stretch, uh, sorry, improve, um, because we are going to be a bit stretched in that area. and We haven't done that. Um, so today, obviously, as I say, a bit gutted, but when you look at the summer as a whole, I think we have done well.
1: I mean, I think like like I said to Rich, I think the sticking point when you when you read the forums and you read Twitter today, I and mean, um, we're all we're all praying we get a striker. Um, so now it looks likely that it's going to be Josh and Lee yeah. uh, Novak who are going to see us through to January at the very least. And we'll hear some quotes from Carl from Tuesday about the transfer window in a few moments' time. I mean. Cole's a very positive man, and 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 in those quotes, he does he does say you know he think he thinks there'll be enough there, and goals come from around the team, this and that. But mm. you know we we we've seen the team, we've seen the team that started really well. But we I think we're you know as Charlton fans, we're probably bitten a bit by the the team that started really well in the championship after four games, yeah. but then got relegated. That sort of thing. You know the the team that were went eleven games unbeaten under Bob Peters at the start of the championship, but then squad size came to. I think in terms of positions, though, we are short strikers. Obviously one. There's not much else around there where we are short, sure, but I mean, how important do you think that striker's is going to be? If I mean, imagine Josh gets an injury and Lee doesn't hit the form that that he showed for Chesterfield, like similar to last season. I mean, how how much of a burden could that possibly be?
5: Yeah, that is a concern. I think um, the the comparison to those other seasons, I think I've seen a lot of people pointing out that our first four games in the season we got relegated were identical to what we've done so far. Um, what I will say is that across the squad, we're far less threadbare. Across uh, across the squad, the depth and the quality of the understudy, if you like, to the regular Saturday player is a lot, lot stronger. So that's that's the good point. Um, the striker is a burden, of course. Uh, I I worry about Novak as a backup striker. I do. I think if McGinnis if McGinnis stays fit between now and Christmas. We talked about him as our player in focus on Sunday show. I've got no problem with him being our first-choice striker for the whole season. Um, my concern is if he gets injured, uh, and obviously we might, as you say, see that Novak who, who had a really good spell, uh, or we might see the Novak of last season. And if Josh is injured and Novak goes five or six games without scoring, that's obviously a big concern. Again, my argument against that would be that the formation and style of football we're playing now maybe those goals will be covered in other areas. And whilst that might be okay for a month or so, if Josh gets a long-term injury, I think we're bang in trouble. Um, but, you know, Novak has proven at other places that he can do it. He hasn't proven it here yet, and he's going to have to. He's got, he's got his goal now, hasn't he? So
1: hopefully hopefully that'll be a start. i just say imagine, yeah. imagine if, if Lee Novak gets a goal on Saturday to follow up his Absolutely. one against against Norwich. Imagine how much confidence he'll have then.
5: And that would have been my point, yeah. is Obviously Saturday's a huge opportunity for him. Um, we'll obviously go into more detail uh, towards the end of the show about the game itself, but we're playing an olden team who are really struggling. And, you know, if he can't get his goal there, uh, fans are going to start to turn on I me. Mean, if he if he gets an early goal there, that's not only going to do great things for his confidence. It hopefully will relax fans a little bit because, you know, despite what I say about the transfer window, we are all going to be disappointed because as fans, you want to see more and more players come in, um, particularly near the end of the window. But yeah, it's a, it's a massive game for him Saturday. I'm sure he knows that. Um, and yeah, obviously we're going to have to have to get behind him um, between now and Christmas at least.
1: Uh, Garmi head chef says unless Jan is uh, resigned, I don't really care what happens tonight. But doesn't the loan window run for a couple of extra weeks? Now they've they've changed that rule. Uh, I think it was, they changed the rule not like last year. Yeah, so yes. last year was the first time when when we yeah. didn't have it. So basically, you can't sign anyone on loan now. The the loan window sign uh, ends at the same time. Uh, as the transfer window, so we won't be able to get any loans in. But like, that's a, that's a tweet from Mark. We've got plenty of other tweets. You can tweet us your views on how well we've done during this transfer window or how badly we've done if that's if that's your opinion. You can at, uh, tweet us at Charlton Live. You can email us at CharltonLive.co.uk. We've got plenty of uh, tweets and emails in already. Just before we go to those, I think I will give you the update from from Carl Robinson. So this was on Tuesday. He was asked, uh, it's Richard again actually, he's uh, he should get some sort of money for this show. He's been, he's been on it more than we have. Uh, but he, um, he asked... Uh, during a press conference after the game at Crawley, and this is what he had to say uh, about the the, you know, the next couple of days, so the last couple of days of the transfer window. Yeah,
7: in terms of the transfer window, you are quite relaxed going into the last couple of days. Yeah, I'm quite cool with The next forty-eight hours, in some ways, listen, the results. I think that's since the the last five games of the season and going into this season, I think the results speak for themselves. I don't think there's been many more informed teams in the football league than ourselves. So, we're, we're in real, we're really we're really sort of pushing on and working hard. At no stage we win a football game, and people think we're coming off it. We still think this team can get better. I still think there's growth left in the team. Um, I still, Mark Marsh is now only four weeks away, but he's five weeks last last Saturday, so he's getting closer. Ben Reeves is getting back up to speed. So once we get them two back in the fold, we've got two of the best technical. We've got the best number ten. I believe him. Billy Clark, the best two number tens in the league, by and on. And then I start looking at wing wingers. I think Ricky Holmes is the best winger in the league and Mark Marshall we rather be everyone right across the country would have had Mark Marshall in their team last year in our league so we're getting these players coming back Cashy keeping himself fit Jake getting himself up there and then these players today really pushing us forward so it gives us positive momentum if you're asking me whether I like one in I'd love another striker in 100% That's not, I've never heard that from anybody but it's where does he fit in who does he dislodge um, and we just have to wait and see like I say it's got to be people have to move on before I can act on anything
6: obviously Lee and Josh are your two main senior strikers yeah. aren't they? As you say, going with
7: that to January, yeah. if you have to do it, you're okay with well, that. I think I think I think I think if you look at I think miko certainly showed today as a third choice striker. I think he certainly showed that he's very competent in what he what we're trying to do. And again it's 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 internal growth, it's internal sort of development in some ways to these young players. Um, and I think if we get to January I can guarantee they'll be knocking on the door saying listen, go and get the best striker you can go and buy. Go and spend yeah. whatever you've got to spend. If we're in the mix and we're, we're up there and we're, we're competing, then it's time to press the button and really drive it home. Um, and that's got to be our objective in some ways. But this team that we've got now is certainly capable of competing and keeping themselves at the top, top half of the league or top six in some ways. Um, we'll drop on and out, obviously, because you won't have all fantastic results on a weekly basis. But over the course of a season, we believe we've got a very strong squad to go and compete.
1: That was Carl Robinson. That was speaking to the to us in the press conference after the game at Crawley uh, on Tuesday, and obviously he was asked the questions because it looked reasonably likely that it's going to be Josh and and Lee Novak until January, uh, and 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 he says and he he believes there there is the quality there, and uh, you know I think yeah so you can't you can't argue with how well we've started five wins out of seven in all competitions. Yeah. Uh, like like we say we're we're always as as fans we're always going to worry about that injury that's going to come out of nowhere um But you know, Cole certainly he's he's going to big up his team and and he's he's bigging up how well they've done so far and 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 says he feels reasonably confident to, to get through to January now. If, cast your mind back three years ago, I remember Bob Peter saying similar, mm. like saying at the end of the summer transfer window, let's get to you know if we can get to January and we're there or thereabouts, then something can happen. So it's something we've heard before. Obviously, with we've, we've, uh but I think by the time we got to January, I think we're about. Nineteenth or so, yeah. nineteenth or twentieth under Bob. But you know, do you believe that'll be the case if we're up there in January? Do you think he's going to find that one million pounds to go and get Matt Gordon from Stevenage, or or uh, you know, a player a player that could be that catalyst to push us in the second half of the season?
5: I think so. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't put a value on it, um, but uh, and we have to remember that his ownership is still the same, and it's the same owners that like to be very careful with their money, um, which I think is one way of putting it at least. Um, I do. I, it depends on what their definition of up there is, you know. If we're between 7th and 10th but still three points off the playoffs you still want your owner to say to the manager look you've got a real chance go and do it if we need to be in the top two or five points clear or something ridiculous that's a concern Um, but obviously we won't know that until until january um obviously carl's going to be positive you know he's not going to come out and say no i don't think we've got enough because how's that going to look for novak particularly if the rumours about him being able to potentially try and get a move away were true. Um, he's got to back him, and and obviously with Josh away, we're gonna see. I would imagine see him start this weekend. So, yeah, uh, like Rich said, you know, Carl likes to talk about things a lot, um, but uh, we we've said plenty of times we have got a good squad here, and we've got a lot of depth. We are lacking up front, I think, and um, potentially in defensive midfield, but. The squad is more than capable. Certainly, by January of being up there, um, it's just about how this form carries on, and it's important that we continue this good start, which is what we didn't manage to do in those previous seasons.
1: Rich, Rich mentioned that uh, that, that Carl had said that we'd spend less money this summer than, than we had mm. last summer. Now, obviously, I, I sort of I've hinted here throughout throughout the summer. Really, I mean, Carl started on a much more stable footing yeah. than Russell has, and that includes having the likes of um you know forster Cassie came in in January the likes of Ricky Holmes and Josh McGinnis still here yeah. kept as well, which obviously which obviously helps but he started off on a stable footing but then he's, he's he has got out and done it you know if if we have spent a little bit less money he's done some very shrewd business really the sort of business that that you like to see you know the the type of player that, that you want to come to the club. Uh, without completely breaking the bank and that's that's why i think most people including myself will see this summer as a you know on the whole a very successful one
5: yeah and i think uh as i say one of the key points Rich made was that we got our business done early um and we've done that in in other seasons where we where we finished quite well um obviously if you get ben reeves in on deadline day that's gonna you know get fans excited a lot more but let's face it we've got ben reeves in um you look at I think all of the signings, unless there's someone I'm forgetting, have made an impact already. I know Mark Marshall hasn't really had chance, but looked good in pre-season. Um, but
1: someone made an impact on his knee. Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. but Clark, I think, has looked brilliant. Um, Reeves, in the couple of games he's been able to play, is impressed. Foster, even considering our young years, has come in and done well. Uh, as, again, another thing that Rich pointed out was Ahmed Kashi being back. Uh, you know, cliche of Wengerism. It does feel like a new signing, but he, he's been absolutely brilliant. Uh, Getting De Silva back again, if we count him as a a new signing again, I don't know whether we would or not, but to get him back either way is a huge coup, considering the summer he had away with England. So, as I say, whilst that striking position is an issue, and we'll keep coming back to that, and I'm sure between now and Christmas that's going to rear its head at some point, overall the depth in the squad elsewhere is a lot stronger, which gives me more confidence that we're not going to have the sort of meltdown that we have had in recent years. Obviously, who knows what's going to happen? But I, I do think we're in a good position. I think that stability, as you say, that manager having been there, well, it'll be getting on for a year by, what, November, December? Um, you know, when was the last time we had a manager that we could say that about? I think there's a lot of a lot of good happening on the pitch at the moment. Um, and, and as I say, it's, it's down to Carl and his team to continue that. Um, and it starts at Oldham, where I think we'll be certainly ex- hoping that we can go there and get three points.
1: Yeah, right. And we will, of course, uh, preview the olden game uh, later on in tonight's show. But I've asked you guys for your opinions on the transfer window we've had so far. And you, got, and you haven't let me down. You've got plenty of stuff that's coming. So first one's from Chrissy T on Twitter. Says, I really can't help but think we are going to regret having just big Josh and Novak up front. I hope I'm wrong, but time will tell. Max uh, St. John Brown says, overall... It's been the best window since Powell's in League One, but we still need a striker badly. I hope this changes tonight. Will Grigg, please? Uh, also, I think the best signing for us uh, was Ricky Holmes on a new contract. What a man. And Lewis Sullivan agrees that the the best signing was indeed uh, Ricky Holmes. Derek Streak says the international break illustrates why we need another striker. What happens if Novak gets injured early on on Saturday? We have to rely on youth. Um uh, Garmy says, "At least we will keep Dylan as a solid number two. Fingers crossed, he gets a run. Saw some great saves from him recently, and obviously that, that's one that we haven't really mentioned too much. But um, with we, it we'll looking unlikely that that, that we're going to get another goalkeeper in, that means Dylan can't go out on his loan. Now, I mean, I've, been, I, I've I like Dylan Phillips as, as a goalkeeper, and I'm, I'm happy for him to stay here. But on the other side, I mean, Carl's really wanted him to, to go out and get 40 games. So, how, I mean, in, for Dylan, if he can't, if he can't." He's not the first-choice goalkeeper, as we know. Do you think it's going to hold him back the fact he can't quite go out and get those 40 games? or is that, is that, He had a season at Cheltenham a couple of years mm. ago where he got a lot of games under his belt.
5: Uh, it's frustrating for him. I think for us it's brilliant because he's, despite it, how young he is, I think he's a, one of the, uh, the better number twos in the whole division. Um, frustrating for him, as I say, because going out and playing a whole season somewhere is obviously more beneficial. But uh, I think, you know, okay Amos the last couple of games has been very impressive but for the first game or so that he came in or a couple of games we were a bit more nervy about him Um, so if he was to have a, a little dip in form again I certainly have no issue with putting Phillips in there I think also with the checker trade this season he's going to get his chance there so that's going to keep him in in some games I don't know what the ruling is with him being able to play under 23s as well whether he could do that but yeah, he's, for me, he's a great option to have as a, as a backup goalkeeper. Um, I'm sure he'll be frustrated because he wants to play games, and I'm sure Carl's aware of that. And, and maybe, again, maybe they'll reassess in January. But
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
2: There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.
5: From our point of view, it's good that we've kept him because I think there's a, a good potential goalkeeper in there.
1: Uh, Nigel McCarthy says, I think Carl sees uh, Ben Reeves as first choice number 10. This would make Clark third choice striker and cover for Reeves, then reassess in Jan. I mean, the, the only problem... I mean, Billy Clark. I mean, he's looked excellent in number ten so far, and uh, there was there was a comment from uh, uh, someone asked Carl uh, on Tuesday if if uh, Reeves had done enough to uh, yeah. to to get in the starting eleven, and, and he sort of went nowhere near because Billy Clark was so good on Saturday at Rotherham. So, and plus, I mean, Billy Clark's goal record, if he was the out and out striker, yeah. is not the most. Prolific,
5: Get Bauer up there.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah he does like a goal. Uh, right, we've also had plenty of emails. Freddie Saunders is a, a long one here, my Palace friend. He, he calls himself. He's a Palace fan, Freddie Saunders, although he doesn't like to admit it. Uh, that's a, long, that's a long, long-held long, joke that you need to know, Freddie. Uh, it says, I think this window overall has been decent and extremely economical. I think Carl Robinson has done an immense job on a few things, including persuading quality free agents to join Charlton, selling uh, his vision to them and get them to sign up to a team which has been in free fall uh, in the last few years. It says, implementing his style of football through the signings, we play some uh, extremely impressive football, and we still have the likes of Ben Reeves and Mark Marshall to come back Uh, and uh, place their rubber stamp on their value to the team and the squad. Effective management upwards. Make no mistake the issues from the past I think may have been reduced or could still be there. But Robinson has done an incredible job of managing upwards, their expectations, negotiating and haggling to steer what must be an extremely difficult ship at times. A positive five, I don't know about you, but things around the Valley and the club in general are starting to feel a lot better. Uh, a bit like a weight being lifted off your shoulders, but don't, let's not kid ourselves, the regime is still looming. Uh, he says, creating that winning f- feeling and mentality of progress again. Uh, says he doesn't feel like we've seen this since Chris Powell left. Uh, he says, we have an extremely impressive squad, and I think all things aside, they care, they want to win, and they want to bring success to the club uh, and the badge. He says, however, as I'm writing this, we're still just short. Some will argue uh, we need another winger, a striker, a central midfield, and even maybe even a right-back. But we are football fans, better yet, Charlton fans. And as a result, we would like a League One squad equivalent to the size of Arsenal's uh, with quality. In the rank, but we think rationally and take the emotional the football fan out of the equation. We need a striker minimum. I understand that getting a 20 goal striker is pretty unrealistic, even if we had a new owner. Clubs just won't let one of those vital assets go unless you pay overinflated prices, uh, and even then, you won't have much chance if you're a competitor, for example, Will Grigg. But he said, surely we could find uh, the funds to get another uh, another young Premier League striker, the likes of uh, you know, Mavadidi, who we had here. Uh, last year, so I mean, it's a long email from Freddie there. So I've had to miss a few bits out. Sorry, Freddie, but we we get the gist of it there. I mean, that that I guess in the situation, it would have been nice to if if we can't go and get a big money signing, sniff around. I'm sure we have been sniffing around the 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 lone Premier League stars, for example, like Mavadini, mm. just to see if there was one. But I guess there wasn't. I mean, Bristol Bristol City last year struck lucky with Tammy Abraham's. he yeah. got they got from Chelsea. We we could, if if we found one like that, we might have got lucky. But I guess it hasn't been to, it hasn't been to be
5: i think the fact we haven't got one over the line of course partly that's going to be down to money but from the sound of things carl had a fairly competitive budget for for one more striker i think he knows this division and these leagues better than a lot of the managers we've had over recent seasons and i think if he hasn't managed to get deals over the line of course it's partly down to finance but a lot of it i can't believe that we haven't had strikers who have been offered to us or strikers that he scouted and they just haven't been the right person and if that's the case I'm pleased that he hasn't bought them in because you know that's another whoever Pete, Polish Pete on your hands or or whoever it is so I'm glad from that point of view that he hasn't bought in any what might be considered deadwood uh, of course it's frustrating that we haven't got someone who can improve the squad but that's a very small pool of players that you're probably looking at that are both within budget Uh, want to come here Um, you know we can go and get we can agree personal terms all of that you know it's like when you play football manager and you're filtering on the transfer thing and you filter about eight different things and there's one striker left you know we're after a very a niche area I guess um, and we're up against a lot of competition doing it so we haven't got it over the line uh, like a lot of the fans are saying I'm disappointed about that but the, the positivity around the clubs better than it has been the squad on the whole is better than it has been and I think there's a lot of positives to take on the whole
1: right another email this one's from Dominic Rose who said it's been average it started off uh, our transfer winner said it started off positive how hard really is it uh, so close to having a good summer why do we keep allowing strikers to leave with Josh and Novak up top if McGuinness gets injured we are doomed so that's the I mean I think today so today we let uh, Hanlon out on loan I saw some people even saying oh another striker out the door but I mean we saw Brandon playing last year. He's nowhere near ready to be playing
0: mm.
1: a regular part in in a uh, in a League One side. I mean, you'd argue he might be more ready be- than Reece, uh, Rico Hackett Fairchild simply because of his age and experience. But I mean, he's not. He needs to go out on loan. I can't, I can't even remember. He's gone out to Colchester, has not he? So yeah. I mean, um, <laughs> in in terms of that, I mean, do you what would you worry about the youngsters being let out on loan like that?
5: Um, no, I think. I was pleased to see Hanlon get a chance last year, but I think he clearly—not unfair to him, I think—to say that he's got a little while to progress before he's at this level. Um, I think we've seen already the impact Carlin's made compared to recent seasons has been has been better. Um, obviously, I think we've said it for the last couple of weeks. What he really needs is a goal to sort of cement that. But his general play has been better. But I. I think on the whole, those young players need to go out and play. And that's why I said for Phillips, from his point of view, he would have wanted to do that as well. I think if we'd had Hanlon here and Novak goes on a a tough streak and Josh is injured, you run the risk of Carl thinking, right, I'll throw Hanlon in for three or four games. And then you risk doing to him what we've done with, with many of our other players. Well, so, a yeah. perfect example of Carl, yeah. as we say. Yeah. So, um, no, I think it's the right decision for Hanlon. If he goes there and bags 15, 20 goals between now and the end of the season by all means, include him in that first-team squad for next year's pre-season and see where we are next year. But I think that for this season, that's the right decision for him.
1: Right, Jim Dutton uh, sent an email into studio at cheltonlive.co.uk. I've asked you guys to assess the transfer window. He says, overall, I'd say it's been a pretty successful window. Uh, Some very good players have been signed, and Cashier's come back to add solidity to the midfield and defence. There's also been a decent clear out of the higher earners, but the pity is that the club hasn't reinvested any of those funds in a striker backup or otherwise. I hate to say it, but there are echoes of the seed era. Uh, This is Jimmy C's grandson we're talking to here, so he knows he knows it better than most. most of the stuff, yeah. Uh, When he had to make a profit on transfer dealings to keep the club afloat, but we do now have a team who win matches uh, while being very entertaining. So that's from Jim. I mean. um, We're not in a position where we need to make profit because we've got an owner who's worth a lot of money. We only have to stick within certain parameters, I'm sure. But, um, I mean, do you think that there could have been a chance that more of that money could have gone back in? As a fan, that's what you always ask for, isn't it?
5: Yeah, as a fan, I would have liked to have seen it. I think, as I said earlier in the show, um, we did make a loss or post a loss last year. um, uh, And the owner, being who he is, will have i'm sure taking that very seriously uh obviously i think the Lookman money wasn't included in that was it so that'll be brought forward to this year and obviously the stuff that we've shifted through this summer as well so he's going to be both looking to uh, to balance those books as well as invest in a squad that can stay competitive this year um uh, on the whole i think we have done that um but yes i'm sure there was the potential as you say with the owner we've got if if we, we really wanted Will Grigg and they say, well it's five million, you know, that's still chump change for Roland. Obviously we're not really gonna pay that but but we could have done. Um I don't know the ins and outs of any of the offers we made. I would have liked to think that we put as much of a competitive budget forward as we can and we're one of the richer clubs in the league. So I like to think that Carl was given all the backing that he wanted. If Carl was the one who said, you know what, that's just ridiculous, then fair enough. I think if that message came down from higher then obviously fans are going to feel slightly differently
1: uh, Bob Knight finally says hi guys uh, Carl says if we're up there in January he'll get the financial backing from the owner to push on well if we're not it won't be Carl's worry anyway because he'll be sacked <laughs> that's <a good> <laughs> that's probably true yeah. uh, right let's, uh, so that's transfer deadline day chat here on Chutland Live uh, let's have a quick break and we'll come back and look at the, uh, the, the game against Crawley from Tuesday night <laughs>
3: But all oh line he's gone for it you know oh, oh a what a goal oh what a goal go? by Armikachi oh that's almost at the halfway line unbelievable strike that is outrageous right footed well, you saw all oh line what
4: uh, a goal
3: Todd Todorov's there and Todorov's there and Todorov scored. Oh, it didn't take him long. Charlton Athletic substitutes Vetislav's Todorov. On a poor bit of misjudgment by Julian Speroni. And child Athletic obtained the lead with just over 15 minutes to play. Iwaluma with the header on. Goalkeeper really should have stayed at home. Certainly, having come, he had to get there. And Todorov knit between court and Speroni. And very calmly, almost casually, rolled the ball over the line. I wasn't sure it was going to get there for a moment.
1: This week's Wish We Were There takes us back to 10 years ago. 10 years ago, uh, tomorrow, when we beat Crystal Palace 1 0 at Sellers Park with uh, Sletus Todorov. 10 years ago. That's mad. That makes me feel old. Yeah, now we are feeling uh, very old indeed. 1 0 win over Palace that year. It was a year after we got relegated from the Premier League. Uh, I got off really the Worked at night shift before that game, and then mm-hmm. went to the game. So well done to me for for turning up and enjoying it. Yeah, and I also remember I had to drop uh, a Palace friend home, not Freddie Saunders, uh, on, <laughs> on the way home, uh, and then also driving past some other Palace fans we knew and leaning out the window and taking the the Michael. Uh, very enjoyable. Right, just before we look back at the game against Crawley, we just had a couple of tweets in. Uh, still on transfers. Bob Liskin says, has anyone mentioned Jan yet looks surplus to requirements at Reading? Must be nearly fit. I mean, I, I, Jan is never surplus to requirements anywhere. No. Uh, and uh, well, there's no chance he'll come back here, I imagine. Uh, uh, and he has been injured, which we'll, would explain if he hasn't been playing. Uh, and then we got one from Reece, uh who sent us a, a tweet with a, a, a screenshot of his notes, because he thinks he's Charlie Adam. Uh, but this is Reese says, it's been a good window, but not great. Good as the squad has improved massively as well as squad depth. Uh, Fossu, Marshall, Reeves, Clark of De Silva are all great signings. However, it would be much better if we spent more money. Most of frees and loans, and I feel with some signings there are better options have we spent some money. Uh, and to start a window with five strikers and end it with two, uh, one nowhere good enough, uh, is unforgivable. Spend two million pounds on a striker. And it'd be a brilliant window. I mean, it, I mean, Carl was was laughing when we when he was uh, the question was put to him about Matthew Godden. He was up for, one point five million. And there was a, I think there was another one that was up for a few uh, mm. like large money. He just laughed off anyone spending that sort of money, uh, in the league. I mean, it's not. I'm sure it's not unheard of. I'm not sure if we wanted to, we could. But it is overextending for a, a club in League One, I guess.
5: Yeah, and obviously a huge risk as well because there's no guarantee that they're going to come in and perform. I think it's difficult when you see the the transfer window and some of the signings, you know, the Mbappes and Neymars, it just dwarfs us even more. So, you know, you think if someone's going for 200 million, right, that must mean Charlton have 20, whereas last season we only had three because everything else is being inflated and, it, and it's just not the case. And, you know, players, clubs are going to try and keep hold of players and sell them for more money and that's just how it's going to work and, as you say, with Carl laughing it off, that's why I like to think that Carl made those decisions. I don't know whether he did or not, but you would hope that he had the final say because a lot of the signings that have come in, he has had the final say, and and that's all been positive.
1: Excellent. Right now on Tuesday evening, it was our glorious return to the Checker Trade Trophy down at the Checker Trade Stadium, uh, Crawley Town, whose shirt sponsor is Checker Trade. Uh, couldn't have got much more Checker trade if if uh, if we wanted it to. What well, uh,
5: a youngster scoring?
1: Oh yeah, but that. So- that was exactly the reason why it was a good day. And mm. Now, before we, we go into the game, let's listen back to those two goals, Ben Reeves, and a, a really special moment for Charlton fan George Lapsley. Crawley passing out quickly and put themselves in trouble, and they give it back to
3: Merson in the Crawley goal. He goes straight across, cross picks out Reeves, edge of the penalty area, shooting opportunity, takes it, and there's the opening goal. Ben Reeves gets his first goal in a Charlton shirt. Swung, turned on the ball, given to him by Crofts and hit it left-footed low into the left-hand corner and Mersin had no chance and it was he who'd given the ball away in the first place as Crawley overplayed it out of defence. Crofts will meet the goal kick with a header up to Hackett Fairchild, lovely touch into Lapsley, who's on a run now, Lapsley, will he look right? Look at it, go on his own, Lapsley's going in his own! Oh, and he scored! George Lapsley, on his senior debut, has got Charlton second. It was Crofts who met the initial header from the goal kick. And a little touch. I'm trying to remember who touched it into Lapsley's path. It might have been Hackett Fairchild, who just saw the run of uh, Lapsley, got him into the box. You did wonder whether he'd go right. As I think it was when Charles Cook was tanking up on his outside. But instead, got his toe to it and steered it past the advancing Mersin to get Charlton second and his first senior goal for the Addicts. What a moment for George Lapsley. And in the 69th minute, Charlton go 2-0 up. Nice.
1: Uh, so there we go. Um, George Lapsley uh, and Ben Reeves with the goals at uh, the Checker Trade Trophy. 650 Charlton fans went to that, which nice. I was impressed by, but they probably went for the same reason I went, because it's it's a new ground uh, and, uh, and another one to, to tick off and buy a mug from, that sort of thing. Mm. Uh, but I mean, we won't go in it too much because it's a checker trade trophy, but a young team, performed well. Ben Reeves, who need, needs to get his match fitness, plays, gets the first goal. He's going to be in the squad on Saturday now. Uh, and then the moment we... I mean, I was just excited to see George Lapsley come on and Taylor Maloney, you mustn't forget as well. But George, I've seen him lifting the uh, uh, the PLD2 Under-18s trophy here as, as captain. Uh, he's a Charlton fan. Uh, he's a real hard-working midfielder. And, and to see him come on was great. But then to see him burst through 15 minutes later and, and finishing off the post... Uh, just absolutely made the, a night that I really couldn't be bothered with just made it completely <laughs> worthwhile
5: yeah it was uh it was brilliant for him and that's that's what the tournament's all about um is playing those youngsters certainly for us it's going to be so a great experience for him um obviously from a, a first team point of view brilliant for Reeves to get 90 minutes under his belt and get his goal um but yeah for Lapsley I've seen him play a couple of times here I've been impressed with him but what an opportunity for him and he took it and Hopefully, he's going to get more of a run out in that tournament because he's someone that we want around the club for a, for a long time to come.
1: Yeah, it leaves us on top of the uh, the group, uh, whatever group it is we're in, because uh, uh, the 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 other two teams, Fulham and Portsmouth under twenty three mm. they actually played about two weeks ago their they first drew, game. Didn't they? they drew and then Fulham won uh, on penalties. So we're we're top with three. Fulham have got two points with their draw and extra point from the penalties. Portsmouth have got one, and uh, little Crawley Town uh, propping up the table, embarrassing embarrassing yeah. if you're listening Stephen. <laughs> uh, right uh, after the game we talked up with uh, George Lapsley and Taylor Maloney uh, the two Charlton debutants who uh, who got who got onto the pitch for that game and obviously George Lapsley absolutely delighted as an Addicts fan to get onto the pitch and then to, to cap off his debut uh, with a wonderful goal
3: Done by Taylor Maloney and George Lapsley as they make their uh, senior debuts here in the Checker tra- Trophy and uh, good news all around but especially for you George uh, when you uh, first heard that you were going to be playing tonight, uh, you must have been A, really pleased, but did that
8: add a little pressure? Uh, no, just pure excitement. I mean, it wasn't really much. There's some nerves coming into the game, but it's just pure, pure excitement. Like Growing up watching a team, obviously, and then just to finally get my name on the back of my shirt and out on that pitch is just absolutely buzzing.
3: And uh, in the dreams leading up to tonight, I, I expect you scored a goal or two or three. Yeah. Uh, talk us through the one you did get.
8: The one I got? I don't know, I just... Sort of felt nicely for me. Sort of like it was meant to be. Just sort of keep a of his line and just put it in the bottom corner. Luckily, hit the post and went in.
3: Did that take a long time for the ball to go in after you yeah, hit
8: it? <laughs> that was nerve wracking. I had to take a double check, obviously. But yeah, as I say, absolutely buzzing with it. And as a
3: Charlton fan, it must be extra special.
8: Yeah, ext- extremely special. Just like have to do it for the fans and do it for the club. Like we love the club both us. Obviously, well Lord Undertaker as well hes' we do it. So. No, we're just both excited.
3: <laughs> of course, now you have set the bar every time you come on. Now the Charlton fans are expecting uh, you to bag a goal.
8: Yeah, I'll, I'll do my best. Obviously, I mean, I'll always get in and around that box if i play in the number ten role. So I'll do my best.
3: I know a lot of people have criticised this trophy. A lot of fans do, even even players and, and clubs do. You must be delighted with this trophy, mustn't
8: you? Yeah, like I think it's a great trophy, especially for the young lads. I mean, Gaffer said he'll he'll give us our chance, especially in these trophy games. And as a youngster, that's all you can ask for. So. As I say, like me and Taylor, all we can say is we're absolutely buzzing, just buzzing with the gaff giving us that chance and hopefully we will repay him.
3: And Taylor, did you, you and George get the call, get the get told at the same time that you'll be playing tonight?
8: Yeah, no, obviously, just really happy to obviously come on and obviously for George to get his goal and for me to make my debut, yeah, really happy and I
3: suspect you want a bit more of the same, don't you?
8: Yeah, no, yeah. Well, as soon as you get a little bit, you just want more and more. So, yeah, fingers crossed.
3: Uh, and when you join a club, no, the pair of you, actually, I know, ask a pair of you, when you, when you join a club and, and you start playing for the for the youth teams and you progress through, does this sort of uh, debut come sooner than you expect or do you always expect to play at this, uh, this sort of time in your career? No,
8: obviously it's come soon, but but all the boys know in the academy that there's, there's a pathway here and if, if you're doing well, you're Always going to get a chance. The guess will give you a chance. Obviously, Steve Avery will, he look, obviously looks after us, and we, we will get our chance to playing
3: well. And just how difficult will it be to wipe the smile off George's face over the next six months? <laughs> yeah, <quite laughs> <like it>. well <laughs> done tonight, boys. Thank Congratulations,
8: you very much. George. Obviously, there's a real like
1: winning mentality in, in the Charlton Academy, and does that really push you on to come and try and bring that to the first
8: team? Yeah, massively. I mean, we get told from like early that you can't lose. I've been here since I was 11, 12. I remember having a, having a, having a talk with Steve. And like winning is everything, so you got to perform. But it's just the winning mentality drives you, and makes you really want to get into this third team and first team, and to win in front of fans is such a different feeling to like winning in like a game with a lot of fans.
1: Seeing so you lifting <laughs> lifting trophies as skipper, I mean, do you've, yeah. is that a dream in in a few years to come to be the Charlton captain, first
8: team? Oh, obviously that would be a massive dream. But I'm only 19. I mean, there'll be a lot of people in front of me for that. I'd say I'm only I only made my debut today, so I don't know obviously a dream but I'm not going to be in the clouds <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you think like scoring tonight do you see yourself having a chance of playing league football this year do, uh, do you think that's realistic With
8: Gaffer I definitely see myself, Taylor every youngster having a chance because he's proven that if you if you perform he will take you and he will trust you as he did with Rico when he came in against Exeter he, he played in the next week at Plymouth so in terms of like, do I feel like there's a chance for us I definitely think there's a chance for us but it's just up to us to take it George, have you set yourself any uh, targets in terms of my uh, appearances? Senior appearances I haven't set myself targets, mainly just when I get my chance, I don't want to discipline. That's my main target. Can't really, You can't really call the amount of games you're going to play because it's not always in my control. But sometimes it will fall down to other players' match fitness. Just My main target is when I get my chance at, uh, I don't discipline. I've seen players like Esri Potter, Joe Rebo, and even Lee Boyer who have come through the Charlton right Ranks summer skin, you know, both of you really... Yeah. encouragement. Like great, pla- great players at come through the academy. Obviously Joe Comers, Casey Palmer, Jordan Cummins, like Callum Harriet, like big names in the footballing world, playing Champ or Prem now so definitely at the best place to be if you want to.
3: Holmes, still on the ball, heading towards the corner of the penalty area, gets the ball in the box, Novak with the header! It's a goal! What a goal! Lee Novak with a superb glancing header from a magnificent Holmes cross, puts Charlton in the lead.
1: Welcome back to Cheltenham Live here on Maritime Radio. Just heard from George Lapsley there after his uh, his goal against Crawley Town on uh, on Tuesday and Taylor Maloney as well, he also made his debut uh, in that game. Bob Liscombe just tweets in Michael Smith just released by Portsmouth at six foot four. I thought he looked good against us uh, in Northampton. He used to play for us of course mm. and he scored against us for Northampton, but I think if you if you're getting released by Portsmouth you're probably not the sort of level. I mean he, he never made the grade for us really, no, did he? Really. I mean, might be uh, be interesting to see what happened, but normally if you're if you're being released today, there'll be a reason you're being released as yeah, well. You'll be yeah. you'll be joining up with someone else. I think it's happened to Josh Wright. He got released too, and we're definitely not for, not in for him by the way. Uh, yeah, he got released, and now I think people saying he might end up at Forest or something like oh, really? that. Josh Wright, but I'm not I'm, I'm not saying I've only just read that on Twitter. Uh, anyway, right. Uh, Saturday, we're back on, on the road again, our fourth away game in a row after Norwich, uh, Rotherham and, and Tuesday at Crawley. Uh, this time we're up to Greater Manchester and Oldham. Um, a difficult difficult place to go last season. We, we lost 1-0 up there mm. and uh, a, a years gone by, we, we've, we've struggled there at times. I've seen us win uh, uh, with, under Christy Powell and, and under Phil Parkinson though there. But um, They've they've had a dreadful start to the season. Uh, John Sheridan, who came in last year and did worked absolute wonders. I think the the run they were on when they played us last season was incredible. I think they were they were almost relegation certainties when he took yeah. over, and, and he uh, hauled them away from it and kept them up. But this year they, they've played for a lost for it in in, in the league. And uh, I mean, if, if if you're a promotion contender, which that's certainly the 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 terms we've been talking about ourselves in recently, then you, you've got to go to Oldham, you've got to come in with three points in the back pocket.
5: Yeah, 100%. I said it on Sunday that this is the sort of game that has Charlton with a good start, we'll go and lose. Um, but <laughs> you're right, if we're serious about putting this top six bid, whatever you want to call it, together, I know it's still early days, but when there's a team who haven't even picked up a single point, you have to go there, impose yourself and win the game. Um that's why I said it's a huge game for Novak. Uh, it's great to have Reeves back as well as, as back up to Clark. Um, but we just we absolutely have to go there and get three points. I thought we were brilliant against Rotherham last week. Um, I thought we played well, largely, uh, against Plymouth away the time before that as well. So we've got nothing to fear. Um, obviously, there's that little doubt in the back of your mind because you know that they're on a bad run, but... Uh, I've said it all at the end of last season. I said it most of this season. We've got to be arrogant. We've got to go there and think there's no reason we we can't get the three points.
1: Now this time last year, uh, with the squad uh, in 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 this situation last year, this game wouldn't be played because we'd have we we would have had yeah. international call ups to to we, we had uh, three or four last year. We had the likes of Lookman still here. Obviously, McGuinness was getting called up. Otaka was getting called up. Now this year we 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 have two call ups. So it's it's almost like the worst possible position to be in, because yeah. if, if you get the third, you can call the game off, but we've got two, so we're missing our best striker in Josh McGuinness, and we're missing our best left-back in Jada Silver who's gone up to, to to join up with England under-20s, which he's yeah. in now. So how, how much of a, uh, of a hindrance is that going to be? I mean, we, there was one game we did play last year in the international break where we missed the likes of McGuinness and Bataka, and we also had Ricky Holmes out injured, and that was uh, the 3-0 defeat at Swindon that... That saw yeah. Russell Slade sack. So we saw last year how, how bad we could perform with some players missing. I mean and that is gonna be the worry going into Saturday's game.
5: Yeah, it it is a it is a concern. But um we've shown our, our Tuesday squad, if you like, has shown it's more than capable of stepping up when it needs to. Okay it's against lower level opposition, but they have done it and in patches they impressed against Norwich as well. So they've shown they can do it. I assume Jacko will come in at left back. Um yeah, that, Jacko and Novak was confirmed yeah, by Lee, so okay. uh, by uh, by Carl. Yeah, and Novak is definitely going to be the striker. So, you know, you've got experience there. That, that that's the main thing. As I say, you've got the likes of of uh, Reeves who can come off the bench and Carl, and who can come off the bench as attacking threats, albeit not maybe that central number nine. So, so that's okay as well. Um, I think that would be an excuse if we lose. I think, as I say, there's no reason for us not to go there and win. Of course, we'd rather McGuinness and De Silva are there, but they're not. Um, and as I say, we have to go there and impose our game on them and continue this good run of form.
1: You mentioned Reeves there, and I'm, I mean, judge, judging by what Carl's been saying this week, I'm fairly confident he'll start on the bench with, with Clark in yeah. such good form. But I mean, that's one hell of an option to 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 to, to be able to bring off, especially if now if you think about. How old and have played over the years? They 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 they're a team that's very difficult to break down. So yeah. then then you're looking at long shots and Reeves a bloody wizard with that with that, with that foot with a long shot of his. Remember this? Scored a wonderful goal and he, I think it was on his left against uh, against us last yeah. last year for MK. So that that could just be a, a completely different option as well.
5: Yeah, and a good finish. I know it wasn't that far out, but a good finish on Tuesday night as well. And I think both that and also if we are trying to pick them apart and Clark's passing and whatever just isn't working then why not throw that extra option on and see what he can give you um as i say we, we've talked a lot on this show about our, our options and i think we've said that they're stronger than they have been for a long time and reeves is just another good example of that whether he's got that, that 90 minutes in him again i doubt and as as you say the way clark's been been performing it'd be very unfair to bring him out of the starting lineup but what an impact to make off the bench you know we're not scrabbling around we're not having to throw on the likes of Hanlon. At the end of games, because we've got nobody else, we've got some options there, and that's exciting. And uh, yeah, I think it's certainly another option. You look at Carlin as well with his direct running; he could could cause trouble for them if they do sit back and they do tighten up. It's that's going to be a bit like uh, Plymouth were once they went in front. So I think that first goal is vitally important to keep the the open nature of the game. Um, and if we can get that, then then I do think we'll go go on and win the game.
1: Right, uh, I'm sure the more astute listeners amongst you would have noticed that Nathan's not here. Um, <laughs> he's uh, he's off, he's getting married tomorrow, so uh, uh, he's not with us tonight. That means he couldn't do his cashy back bet, but uh, I, uh, we got onto him just before the show. And, and the pressure's on me, I'm in the hot seat this week, because he asked me to pick one. So I've gone for, uh, don't forget this is our bet for charity. So Nathan's put £2.50 on this, uh, and any winnings, which will go, will go to the child Upbeats. Uh, uh, the bet is Jake forced a caskey to score first and Charlton to win by three goals to nil uh, and uh, uh, Nathan's £2.50 would return £327.50 for, for the upbeat. So that would be uh, lovely jubbly don't yeah, forget right, al- almost every week we advise you not to copy our bets yeah. but if you do Uk. when the fun stops stop that sort of thing um, right let's uh, let's have a prediction uh, Tom quickly before the end of the show uh,
5: I'm going to say 3 nil. you feeling but, it yeah I'm going to say Fosu first goal scorer. Yeah. Fancy him to get on the score sheet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I do. I think I just think we ha- we have to win it. There's no reason why we shouldn't. They haven't won a game yet, so let's go there, get the three points and come back down to London
1: well I look forward to playing Tom's last comments on of, uh, just then on the show <laughs> on Sunday as, as we come home defeated by one goal to nil, of course right this has been Charlton Live the big match preview uh, transfer deadline day special thanks of course to the South London press sports editor Richard Corley who joined us on the phone uh, earlier I hope you found that insightful even if it isn- wasn't perhaps <laughs> the news we were hoping to hear anyway uh, Tom Wallin thanks for joining me the studio this evening
8: cheers Louis
1: my name's uh, Louis Mendes this has been the big match preview we'll be back here on Charlton Live on Maritime on Sunday evening to look back at Saturday's game Let's hope it is a 3-0 win with Jake Foster-Caskey scoring and then the Upbeats can have lots of lovely money. Uh, We'll see you later.